friends. This is Laurie Nelson, your women's ministry coordinator here at FaithBridge. Since joining staff in February, it has been my absolute pleasure to meet with women and hear their stories. Stories of how God is moving in their lives, stories of what He's doing all around them, stories of how they came to FaithBridge. But my favorite story of all has been hearing their Jesus story. By that, I mean the first time they put their faith in Jesus alone for salvation. I do love hearing what's going on in the lives of my friends, but I can't get over my first encounter with Jesus, and I think that's why it excites me so much to hear the same story from other women. It's the one event that changed everything, right? This summer, we're going to be hearing from FaithBridge women and particularly their Jesus story. Today on the podcast, we have my dear friend, Kristen Ruffin. How are you, Kristen? I'm doing great today. How are you, Lori? I'm good. I'm so (laughs) glad to see you. I love seeing you every chance I get. Shame. (laughs) So uh, we met through the adult singles class here at FaithBridge. Correct. Although we did have... A history we weren't aware of. We weren't aware of the backstory of (laughs) our story. Yeah, that's true. So Mm -hmm. why don't you tell people? So um, last spring, I participated in the adult singles um, kind of kickoff group, and Lori was the facilitator Mm -hmm. and also the writer of the curriculum, which was awesome. And as we got to (laughs) know each other and share our stories, something about her, I don't know. After one of our sessions, we, you mentioned your last name, your um, oh, maiden name. name. And I was like, wait, I know that name. And it turns out you know my sister. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, and love her. <laughs> and then it was just like the world became even smaller and I more know. wonderful. <laughs> I know. So fun. Um, so what else are you involved here in Faithbridge? Like how might other people know you here? Well, I um, am a curious leader with um, now some ninth grade girls. I also um, have been a disciple leader um, for a micro group. And how long have I, you been doing that? I did that just, I was a disciplee and then a discipler okay. about four, maybe five years ago now. Okay. Um, and then when I moved into the role with Curious, I backed off of that. Right. Um, cause that's quite the commitment. <laughs> it, is, it is a, it's a wonderful commitment, mm-hmm. but it is a weekly commitment. For cause sure. do you start with them in sixth or seventh grade? That is great. Six, sixth grade. Sixth yes. grade. So yeah. you really get to see so much growth and development in them. Yes. That's beautiful. I love it. really it. is. So it is, it's like discipling a group of you are. younger girls. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm also a third Sunday greeter, so people may know either my name or mm-hmm. recognize my face because I've been greeting for a long time. You're a good <laughs> greeter. You're very welcoming and warm, which is one of the reasons that I love you so much. So a few weeks ago, we sat down and ate chips and salsa, mm-hmm. and we talked about our stories. And I loved your story so much, and I wanted to see if you would share it here today. So, how did you come to know Jesus? I was raised in the Catholic Church. Yeah. So, I feel like um, knowing about Christ was always a part of my life, Mm -hmm. but it was more 
in a ritual way. Mm-hmm. So going to church every Sunday, um, going through the sacraments in the Catholic Church. But it was, it seemed so separate from my own personal story. It wasn't until I went to college where I um, truly came to Christ, came mm-hmm. to know Him and accept Him as my Savior. I one day was walking across campus and this group of four girls just caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't know, they were just compelling to me. I, I wanted to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And um, the next semester, one of those girls was in my uh, one of my classes. Oh. And so I got to talk to her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the connection between those four girls that I recognized was their commitment to Christ. Oh, how did you find that out? um, Just as we were talking in our conversation, I mentioned that I had seen her and her friends Mm -hmm. and thought I wanted wanted to get to know them, even Mm -hmm. though they were a year older than me. And so I didn't know if I would ever get the chance. And she said, well, what do you think that was? And she really had a chance to share her Jesus story with me. And said that she and these girls were part of Campus Crusade for Christ. Gotcha. And so she invited me to go to a Bible study with them. And um, my faith just really grew from there. It really was um, an eye-opening experience because I could, I had, I felt like I could um, touch and see and experience God in a way that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweet leader of my, our Bible study group, she took me to like a Christian bookstore. Mm-hmm. She helped me pick out a Bible. Oh, I love it was that. like the first experience I'd had knowing that there were different versions of uh-huh. the Bible. Yep, same. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Catholic Church, there there was a Bible, you know, that sat in the pew and, you know, right in front of you. But I didn't often open it up myself. Yeah. And so it was a whole new experience. It was like this um, whole new world had been revealed to me. So that was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What was it? How did she approach you? Like when you came up and talked to her, Mm -hmm. what, how did she communicate that she thought it was because she knew Jesus, that that's, that's kind of why you were drawn to them? That's a good question, and I don't know that I have a for sure answer other than um, she may have, I think in our conversation it was like, where did you grow up, uh-huh. and tell me a little bit about yourself, and so I think I probably mentioned that I was I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and so she said, so do you have a relationship with Jesus, mm. and I said, yes, you know, of course, you know, you grow up in the church. And you think you have a relationship. Right. So um, she said, well, tell me a little bit more about that. And so okay. it was, I think, in those conversations where I realized the depth of her, how well she knew Jesus, was a lot different than than me. Okay. And so I went to Bible study with her. And it was really the leader of that, that Bible study group that <clears throat> she committed to meet with me every week. And all of the time she would say... Um, like you mentioned, what is your Jesus story? Like, Mm -hmm. how would you say to someone, how did you, you know, um, come to believe in Jesus? And so I would always point back to the fact that in 
growing up that I had gone through all of the different, um, you know, religious formation classes mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church. And she said, but do you know Jesus? Mm. Do you know why he died for you? And I, I don't know. I was resistant at first because I really, I thought, of course I I have. But I didn't have that one moment in time where I thought, you know what? <laughs> I am a sinner. And I have been trying for a long time to do things my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's worked, but I'm watching these other girls, women, young women that I'm getting to know, and their lives are working in a like at an at the next level. Mm-hmm. It's it feels it looks and feels different. Right. And so finally one um, day at lunch, <laughs> we were sitting together and she said, um, "Do you think you're you're saved? Do you think you're going to spend eternity in heaven?" And I said, I don't know. Hmm. And she said, well, there's one way to know. <laughs> and I said, you know, kind of went into that. And she said, um, today is your day. Today is the day where you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I love and it. And so that was, it was my junior year in college. Wow. She met with me for over a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and so from there, my faith just really... I mean, took off my walk with Jesus. Just curious. So when she asked that, did she, you know, sometimes when I get to that point, I might ask someone to pray with them or, Mm -hmm. you know, if they want to pray or if they want to talk to God or what what did she do in that moment? She showed me the four spiritual laws. Okay. Yep. Um, And so she walked me through that and it was very, I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. Thanks. (laughs) And so (laughs) that was very clear to me. Um, when she explained it that way, and I knew that I um, I hadn't accepted him, mm-hmm. he, I truly as my savior. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the depth of a, what a sinner I was, yeah. and how no no amount of good that I was doing right. on my own because I thought of myself as a pretty good person. Mm-hmm. Same. No amount of good that I was right. doing was ever going to earn a spot for me in heaven. I am so thankful that there are tools like the four spiritual laws, you know, things like that. And like when you come to one of the, I don't remember if it's the new members meeting or what it is, but where Ken does that bridge picture and you can clearly see, you know, oh, okay, this is why I'm never going to make it over to be, good enough to be accepted by God. Mm -hmm. Jesus had to die. I have to believe in him in order to be counted as good, counted as righteous. I also love so much how she continued to pursue you because you were freshman year, sophomore year when you met her and Mm -hmm. junior year. She, I love that. And you hung in there too. You were really drawn to it. I really was. Um, one of the things that's similar about your story is I thought with my own Mm. is that I grew up knowing that Jesus loved me. Jesus loves the little children, all the children Mm. of the world. (laughs) And, um, but it wasn't until later that I realized, Oh, I'm probably supposed to play a role in this relationship. And, um, yeah, someone just walked me through and prayed with me. And it changed everything. So next question, what 
changed after that day, your day? Mm-hmm. I think there was a, um, for me, a turning point in how I looked at all of life. Mm-hmm. The little, you know, bumps that you hit in the road mm-hmm. that used to consume me for, you know, hours or sometimes days. I had a new way to look at it because I knew that God was in control mm-hmm. and that um, his path for me, whatever, including those bumps, was going to be better than what I would try to trudge out and do myself. Um, so I think that faith and just knowing that he has me, mm-hmm. um, it gave me a confidence that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of other ways that it shifted my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like, um, like I remember the day that I trusted in Jesus and I came home that night and I just felt new. I felt clean. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways, like it sounds like for you, is you had new eyes to see circumstances mm-hmm. and to see life differently. And I I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful that, you know, his word is true. We are new creations. There's nothing the same about me. Um, What are you doing now? Like, how are you growing in your faith now? Well, Lori. Okay. Yes, (laughs) Kristen. Um, I mean, some of the things that we mentioned, the adult um, singles group, Studying with them, learning with other um, single people mm-hmm. who are kind of in my a similar life situation as mm-hmm. I am, is growing my faith. I am. Um, my prayer life is expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now God has me in this phase of life where a lot of change is happening for me, really? and I really am not good with change typically I fight it I really like things to just kind of be status quo Mm -hmm. I that's where I feel secure and safe and so I am kind of going back to some of the ways that I studied the Bible um when I was in college and Mm -hmm. when I was a new Christian is um using the soap method yeah I love that and because it it's making things just small parts of um, a, even a verse sometimes, but definitely mm-hmm. a small part of a chapter become more relevant to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think because of that, I am, I'm in the word more, but I'm also accepting the change and not being in fear of it anymore, trying to embrace that this is just a phase mm-hmm. and God's going to grow something new in me. I don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be uncomfortable maybe for a little bit, but it's going to be for his glory. Yeah. And, and like you said a minute ago, he's still he's still got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do I love that when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not our circumstances, we approach life and difficulties, change and suffering, all of it very differently. I love the peace that he can give us even in the midst of what feels very turbulent or should feel very mm-hmm. turbulent. Well, Kristen. It doesn't mean I'm not emotional. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't same. know. These changes have just kind of rocked my emotional well-being. And so I have been 
I think because I typically am pretty even keel, mm -hmm. because I am more emotional right now, I'm on my knees more because I'm like, what is happening? Right, right. Alyssa, <laughs> if I could not cry every time mm -hmm. I pray out loud in public or not cry every time I read a scripture, but I can't help it. And I'm just going to have to be honest and yeah. say, look, the Lord is doing a new work in me and I am beyond grateful and I'm just going to tear up and yeah. I'm not an emotional goober head. Or am I? I know. I don't know. Maybe I am now. I don't know either. <laughs> this could be my new, new creation. <laughs> exactly. This is the new change that's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love so much that I do think that a lot of people identify with you, that they don't remember a specific day. A lot of my friends are like that. I do. I remember a specific day. I mean, I was a teenager. But a lot of my friends feel like they don't have a specific day, a night and day experience or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what? Just to say today's your day and like just be sure and go ahead and talk to him right now and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I'm never going to be good enough. But I trust in what you did by dying on the cross. You're good enough. And your righteousness becomes my righteousness. That's it. I mean, seriously, it's not and difficult, then, but it does require faith. It does. That it does. And then your day is marked. Yeah. You know, it's like a, del a firm delineation in your life mm -hmm. um, that you can put on the calendar and you can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, now, this I've, was my day. I've got my month <laughs> and year down, but do you know your day day? What is your day? February 2nd. I love that. <laughs> two, two. Mm -hmm. two. Okay. Two. <laughs> I love that. I won't say the year, Lori. Yeah, I was going to ask, and then I thought, I want to still be her friend, so I won't ask right now. But anyways, well, Kristen, thanks for joining us, and thanks for just being willing to share your story with us. As the summer continues, we will hear more Jesus stories from more Faith Bridge women. So come back. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed hearing this Jesus story as much as I did. Our stories are important. It's through our stories and sharing them that other people get to know Jesus in a new way through our lives. Join us next week and we'll hear another Jesus story from another woman of Faith Bridge. <laughs>